And welcome back. I'm Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Builder Modelers, and really glad to have you all listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. And uh, we've been talking about outdoors and landscaping, and I've got Mark and Adam here from Greenscapes. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys, for being here this morning. Thank you. And water. And watering. We've been talking about watering. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very exciting topic. we got to hydrate ourselves and our plants. Yes. They like that. They'll yeah. say thank you. Especially if it's new plantings. They need lots of water. Yes, right? they do. Yep. Because it's hot out there. Um, so uh, at the end of the last segment, as you were talking, Mark, I was just thinking, you were talking about how people are living in their homes more. And it's, obviously, it's more of a focus now. And... It's funny how things affect us and what we do in different circumstances as um, consumers. And obviously, investing in our home is very personal. You know, it's it's a family improvement. It's something, it's a lifestyle improvement. And now that we're faced with being home so much more and we can't even, maybe you were planning a trip to some state where they've got the quarantine issues. Mm-hmm. So that killed your trip plans. You're just stuck at home. And... It doesn't mean you have to not enjoy yourself at home. Right. And one of the ways to really, truly enjoy uh, being at home is by improving it. And that's a lifestyle change. It's a family change. And a lot of people are thinking that right now. So you were mentioning the pergolas, you know, in outdoor spaces. And I'm sure most people listening have an outdoor space that could be developed and could be very beautiful place to stay and for their family to enjoy time together or even to have friends over that aren't so afraid of being by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can just see a lot more people being interested in investing in those things. That, that's very true. We've, we've seen that where, you know, people have always talked about projects and because everybody was so busy with sports and school and work and vacations, you know, those things always continually got put on the back burner. Not that it wasn't important to them, but it just wasn't important right now. Now that a lot of those other things are canceled, it's sort of refocusing. And, you know, as our culture is, we're very busy people. Um, Mm -hmm. We always like to be doing things. I I mean, that's usually what we find, you know, when we go on vacation, when we did, you know, um, you know, you kind of sit around and after about two days of not really doing anything, hanging out at the beach, mm-hmm. I get kind of antsy. I'm like, yeah. we got, we got to do something. Um, so that's just, you know, our, our culture is that where we're always trying to do the next thing. And so, you know, that luckily, you know, people always want to improve their homes. And we've had a couple people that we've worked with who said, you know, we've, we've looked at our house and we've been home a long time. And, you know, we've always talked about our kitchen or our bathroom not being, adequate now that they're forced to be here so much more they're like yeah you know we, we're we're gonna look at redoing that thing or mm-hmm. improving this or you know the same thing on the outside we've, we've always talked about adding a patio well it's time to do that mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think people just sitting around you know at least with what we do and looking out the window and every day and all day and uh, <laughs> they're remembering all the things they wish they could change um you know I, i've had a, a big surge in in repeat clients and i don't know if that's just because it's my third year and i'm starting to get a little more established or, or what the deal is but i i do think that um kind of the the stigma or the the thought of the landscape is is changing when people see what's possible with a space when they think of landscaping as some plants and some rocks and then they see oh wow you know you can create this whole beautiful area that you actually will get a ton 
of use out of, um, you know, and, and I think people see those, the ones we've created or, or another company and, um, and it just kind of gets the wheels turning and, and they go and, you know, they have nothing to go outside to and they might stop over to a friend's house for a little social distance cocktail or something <laughs> like that. And they, uh, they're like, Oh man. And, you know, kind of can see what the possibilities are mm. and have a little more time to think about it. And I think that's helped a lot too. Yeah. So if somebody, uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are probably thinking about their outdoor space and what they might be able to do. And maybe some people have really good ideas and maybe some people just don't even know where to start. But, uh, if that's the case, I'm sure they can call you guys, right, Mark? And you'll help them through Yes, that. yes. Adam and I will be more than happy to help them. Um, you know, we always ask the clients for their ideas because we're designing for them. And we ask, uh, talk about budget because, you know, just like every project, um, there there's a budget to it. You know, where do you feel comfortable? And we want to design to the budget. Um, and, and, you know, people say, well, just, just draw whatever you'd like. Here's all of our things. We'll very rarely do what we design. And, and this is true of any designer. You know, they're gonna, we're going to pick the nicest stuff and make it the most interesting as possible. And most people, you know, may want that, but, you know, most people don't want to pay for that. And no, we understand because I, I would do the same thing. We're working on some projects at my house with me and my wife, and we're I don't want to spend that much money mm -hmm. on that. Sure. And so it's the same thing. Everybody has a budget. And we, we want to talk to that up front because we don't want to say here, you know, we, the clients say, well, we want a fireplace, a patio, a pergola and, you know, a water feature. OK. And we start to design that. And that comes out to be a seventy thousand dollar project. And we say, OK, here's what this is exactly what we want. But my budget's only twenty five. Mm -hmm. Well, OK, well, if we would have talked about that in the beginning, we could have addressed that and say, OK, are these things really important to you or do you want to do these in phases? And here's what we can get you, you know, for the first part, we can do some planting in the patio and get that part done. And then we can work on the rest of these over time. So we're always flexible dealing with working with clients to, to solve what they need and, and work within that budget. It's very important. Sure. Yeah. And no, I mean, I'll just add on to that, you know, I'll say one thing that, um, it seems like every year, I mean, even recently we just had this happen where, you know, you'll work with someone on a project and, you know, maybe you just can't quite get there. And, um, most of the time, you know, if they call around, they're going to find someone to do what they want for the price they want. Um, now what it comes down to is there's usually a, a sacrifice and some, some form or another, either in the experience of the one installing it or the quality of the work, or even, um, you know, using the correct materials. It, it seems like every year we have a project that we just couldn't quite make it work. And, you know, you go back maybe a, a year later and, um, and you see what they found someone to do. And it's like, you know, I just can look at it and tell you that's only going to last three, four years, maybe five before they really start having some serious issues with it. And, you know, it's something to consider too. You know, when, when people call professionals like us at Greenscapes, you know, we'll make sure that we are constructing something in a way that is going to last. We're never going to sacrifice our, our quality. And, and it's something that's hard sometimes to explain, um, you know, unless you kind of know and trust who you're working with. Yeah. I mean, we've had 50 years of practice. So there's, there's things that we do a way that we feel confident about, and it may not always be the, the least expensive way, but if we build it that way, then I know if I come back to your project, if you invite me back there in 10 years, I'm not worried about, you know, how it's aged or how it's look, you know, or it's going to be falling apart. I'm very confident in our installers and our methods to know that it's going to look, it's going to look good when, you know, over time. Yeah. Have you guys uh, run into any material shortages or long lead times? Um, 
every year there's something that ends up taking a little longer. This year we're seeing, um, you know, without naming anything, a, a supplier of some paper products that is starting to to fall behind. Um, just now, you know, they they kind of shut down for winter as far as production goes. So spring comes and they're ready to get going on production, and you know, didn't really quite go the way they thought. And that that plus a, a you know record year by all accounts of of activity in the construction field. Um, we, I think we're starting yeah. to see that yeah, now. We, we've seen some some stone shipments that we were that come from out of state, mm-hmm. where the uh, they were having trouble getting because most of the stone yards use private carriers to bring the material from the quarries, which are far away, to here. So we've seen a couple occurrences where they just couldn't get freight, um, you know, someone to drive the truck over or take their truck to drive it over. We've seen that. And um, just recently, we've seen a couple of our, uh, so the p- pool person we work with, say, mm-hmm. you know, his material is starting to have longer lead times than what he's used to. So we're starting now to see the effects of, of the shutdown. Yeah, we're seeing uh, the same thing, too, with a lot of materials. It's kind of scary, actually. Prices going up and material shortages. So, Mark and uh, Adam, thanks a lot for being on the show this morning. Appreciate always having you guys on and learning a lot from you. Appreciate all of our listeners listening in. Next week, I'm going to be speaking to with Dan Strait. He works with Linworth Lumber Company. We're going to talk about good old-fashioned lumber companies and how they're doing. So, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back here next Sunday morning at 8. Welcome back. I'm Gary Demas, and I am president of Dave Fox Design Builder Modelers. You are listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We've been doing this radio show for, I don't know, eight or nine years maybe? Ooh, that long already. Yeah. Sunday mornings at 8. Right here on 610 WTBN. And uh, we like it here. And Mark and Adam, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. If you're just tuning in, Mark and Adam, of course, if you listen to the radio show often, you will have heard them previously because you guys have been on regularly. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're talking about outdoors, landscaping. We're talking about heat and dryness. Mm-hmm. And also good times to plan uh, outdoors spaces. So you guys are doing a lot of hardscapes now because right. plantings, uh, I, I'm sure you could do plantings now, but I suppose somebody'd have to be watering them every five minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> we want to make sure that the client isn't going anywhere and has the time yeah. to care for it. Yeah. Irrigation systems help a lot. I mean, you know, we did a pretty decent sized planting recently and, and I've been by to check up on it the last few weeks just when I'm in the area and, and everything looks okay. And I, I don't want people to think it's impossible to plant, yeah. um, but but the watering is definitely important. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if a client's committed to watering, they're not going on three week vacation. Which they, I don't think a lot of people are going on three true, week vacations, yeah. but yeah. but Their vacations are at home, right? Yes, but yeah. that's something that we always talk about when, it's, when we have these conditions. Mm-hmm. Good. So you guys planning vacations this summer? We'll see. <laughs> it's one thing to plan a vacation. It's another thing to see if the plans work out the way you hope they will. It seems like every couple of weeks, you know, especially interstate, are you even going to be allowed to go? And <laughs> so, yeah, I know that's the thing, all the quarantining and that's, mm. yeah, we had some plans with family, my wife's family's in uh, New York state, Pennsylvania, and had plans on them coming over to visit, but then all the crazy New York stuff mm-hmm. going on in the quarantines from about any state you would come from. Right. Uh, killed all those plans. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, yeah. We heard people um, still doing some things, you know, and some people not. Yeah. 
Nice time to visit a national park or something. I've done a couple backpack trips recently, and, uh, yeah. and those have worked out well. You know, they weren't too crowded, some state parks and things, and you're kind of out there isolated anyway, and, um, you know, good good way to get out in nature and maybe do something just a few hours away versus flights. <laughs> Staying yeah. out of the airport. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so um, my wife and I were just up at Mackinac Island for a few days, but... I'm a private pilot. We flew up and landed on the island. Didn't have to mess with the ferry and everything. Uh, but it was interesting up there because, of course, the Michigan governor, you know, is kind of closed. Her. I think a lot of people in Michigan are unhappy with oh, her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so every business had this big sign on it. It's the law. You have to wear a mask coming in here. And uh, it was really crazy because... Mackinac Island is what's beautiful. I mean, speaking of flowers and plantings, it's just incredible. They have flowers everywhere. It's really beautiful. But um, it's, you know, there's no uh, vehicles. Yeah, it's all horses and bikes. Horses and bikes. And if you want to go anywhere, you plan on waiting 15 minutes to 30 minutes at least before the horse gets, horse and carriage get to you to take you wherever you're going. And then add another... 45 minutes. I mean, it's just, it's like nothing happens quick there. Mm -hmm. So it was a great place to go for a couple of days, but if I was there a whole week, I would be nuts. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it would drive me crazy. But it was a nice little getaway. Good. But speaking of the masks, um, I mean, I understand a lot of people feel it's really important and that's okay. But I mean, there are people, that, you know, bicycles are a big mode of transportation. So there's all these people wearing masks outside, riding a bike. And I was just thinking, really? <laughs> I mean, whoa. Yeah, I, I can I can see some people's concern, but at some point it's uh, it's hard to just do an activity like that with a mask on. And, I think it's know, so counterproductive that mm -hmm. it's just amazing. But we all get uh, in a big frenzy about everything going on. And, of course, you know, we've got our protocols in place, which we need to have, uh, for our clients and you guys, I'm sure are doing the same. Yes, but I'm sure you're you guys aren't out there digging uh, holes for trees and stuff with a mask on. Yeah, you know the guys are doing. Uh, luckily, with most of our work, um, you know they're they're separated pretty well. Um, yeah. We've been monitoring um, people in trucks and you know sending extra trucks and people are driving themselves to job sites. Um, so we've been trying to do everything um, as far as when people are at the office together you know usually we would all come in at the same time and everybody would leave at the same time it was sort of a parade of car of trucks and equipment mm -hmm. leaving the office but mm -hmm. you know now we have staggered start times um, so you know the 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 construction guys come in at this time and you know then the maintenance guys come in in this time and you know we used to have one meeting room for everybody and now they've sort of taken everybody's job boards and you know separated them into different parts of the our yeah. our uh, campus mm -hmm. so we can try to do everything we can to separate our crews our 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 staff um and you know we've we've done you know a pretty good job of it and try to just keep going with what sure. everybody's doing to make everybody feel safe and confident and yeah. and luckily when we're meeting clients you know we're outside most of the time mm -hmm. so it works out really well um yeah we can maintain our distance and have our mask and you know be outside so we can sort of do uh, you know the best we can um to to avoid you know 
you know, spreading anything. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I consider the industry really lucky as far as landscape industry goes during all this. I mean, <clears throat> you're situated to be able to have some of those safety protocols that are easily adaptable, you know, for for what we do. And um, yeah, couldn't couldn't be any happier overall, honestly. Mm-hmm. So works out well for the most yeah. part. Yep. Okay, so what are we talking about now? Uh, design ideas, right? Right. That's okay. Right. Well, let's talk about design ideas. Is any I mean, we've talked about that a lot uh, in previous shows, but uh, I suppose there hasn't been a lot of change in design trends in the last three months. No, I mean, to to, like I was saying before, you know, when we heard Steve um, and you talking last week, you were talking about covered structures, um, which is great to get people outside and extend your season. Um, And there's different ways to do that at different price points, like Steve was saying. And then, you know, if you don't want to go to the expense of a whole cover structure, we do a lot of um, pergolas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get a lot of shade, um, but not a lot of, but there's no actual physical roof to keep you dry. But, you know, all those things are nice ways to extend you outside um, and get you involved in your, your patio and your landscape. Yeah, I, I definitely think we've seen a rise this year. Um, you know, things that kind of border, or I guess the, that transition of between remodeling and the landscape, you know, um, gazebos, three season rooms, covered porches. I think we've seen a, I think it's safe to say we've seen an increase of people interested in those types of additions, um, which is definitely stuff we handle, you know, um, not anything we necessarily push as our expertise, but we, you know, usually they're involved with other parts of a project, mm-hmm. patios, plantings, and maybe we could do some, some small additions there um, or working with with people like you guys to um, to make all that happen but um, you know with how booked up a lot of people are they've been sometimes coming straight to us and especially things like gazebos and pavilions and mm-hmm. things like that um, yeah the, the the cedar structures you know that you know aren't attached to the house because that's you know a whole nother issue when people are like yeah we want to do the structure and ha- attach it to the house and we're like well you know, you know, there's a lot involved in mm-hmm. our, we, we do a lot better when you have a freestanding structure, especially the pergolas that are just cedar, um, simpler and, you know, just don't take the, um, all the time to, to attach to the house, do the electric and all those other sort of elements that go along with a, a true addition. That's where, um, you know, we, we kind of push them back to you to, to well, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it's going to have a roof and attach to the house and, you need all these other elements to it. That's where, you know, we work together to, to, you know, send things back, back over here. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, when we're, when we're talking about all this work and things that need to be done, we're thinking about, you know, what people want to accomplish in seasons and so on and so forth, uh, and that they're living in their homes so much more. So we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be talking about that in just a minute. And you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to be speaking with all of you listeners out there this morning in this hot summer, right? Yes. Um, it's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting because uh, I've got Mark and Adam with me here from Greenscapes, if you're just tuning in. So it seemed like um, we didn't really have a spring. It went from winter to summer, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had all that rain, and, it, and then all of a sudden, one day it was hot. Yeah. So... Yeah, went from winter to to some mud season, I guess, and then right into summer. Yep. So, Adam, if you were going to do some work this fall, what what would you be thinking about? 
Well, I mean, fall's a great time for planting. You know, if we can, if we could fit all of our plantings in, in that, you know, late August through early October timeframe, I'm sure we would. Um, it's, uh, it's nice. Like Mark said, when the, you get a little break from the weather, things are cooling down a little bit. Um, you know, when you start to get into October, we start to dial back our perennial plantings. Uh, sometimes you can get those early season frosts and, you know, a newly planted, uh, perennial. Sometimes that can, can shock it a little bit. So, um, Hey, great time to, to get anything planted. Um, you know, looking a little further toward that October, November time frame. If you're thinking about spring bulbs, it seems like people only think about bulbs in the spring, but, um, you know, they do recommend getting those in that October, November time frame. So they have, uh, have that time to what basically winterize is yeah. kind of how it works. Yeah. That's <laughs> the classic thing is bulbs, bulbs go in the fall and Adam's perfectly right. That we'll have people see the bulbs come up and They'll say, oh, you know, can we get some bulbs at our house? And we're yeah. like, no, no, you can't. You <laughs> some bulbs too. with flowers on them? Yeah. Daffodils and tulips, um, you know, um, what else? We got hyacinths. Hi, um, yeah, the, the classic. You know, so really those bulbs, if you just plant them in October, you're good to go for mm -hmm. the next spring? They're just fine. That's when yep. they like to go in. Um, yeah, just bury them underground. They kind of need that time to, I don't know the science behind it exactly, <laughs> but when they, they need to go in earlier and have that winter freezing to, I guess, get them in the right, uh, you know, get their time clock right, kind of how I understand yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's basically um, the, the signals basically, yeah. to the bulb. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get that spring color, you know, the first sign of spring, they're the first things to come up that are those pastel colors your yellows, purples, pinks that just seem to pop up one day everywhere. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous and nothing else is coming up quite that early. So it's, it's a great idea to think about They're They're usually pretty affordable. Um, you know, buck or so of bulbs, yeah. means less. Yep. And, um, you can get them just about anywhere. So mm -hmm. something to think about. Yeah. Bulbs are great. Um, you know, now since we're in the beginning of August, if you have, issues with your turf or you want to redo areas of your grass you know september is the best time of the year to to seed your yard because you get two growing seasons you know you get the fall to get your grass established and then it grows again in the springtime before it gets hot in the summertime so you know especially now is is perfect time to plan if you're interested if you're thinking about doing any you know, larger seating area at your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so right now we're in the hot, dry summer. Uh, but if, uh, so obviously you have people coming to you all seasons mm -hmm. of the year, you know, thinking about doing outdoor work. So do you, as people are planning their project, and like right now you're doing hardscapes mostly and not much planning, planting. But as people are planning these, do you try to steer a project towards the season that you're working on it? Yeah, we'd like to. Um, and, and when we get to the end of the year, you know, think about it, we're, we're, we're closing in on the second half of the year. You know, So we want to talk to the client and start to look at the timeline it's going to take to build their project. Because you know, if it looks like it's going to be a bigger project with a lot of you know, detail and a lot of, and it's just, there's just more to do. We want to start talking about phasing it. You know, what do we do in the spring? What do we do yet this year? Do we want to push the whole thing back to, to next year? Because, you know, our season is finite. At some point, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to work outside. So we need to start thinking about those things because, you know, the worst part is to have a project halfway started and their whole backyard tore up and, you know, this 
halfway done and this done and then say, oh, well, we're out of time. We'll see you in the spring. So we, we like to plan ahead of that a little bit and start to talk to clients now about, you know, how things are going to work and can we get this all done or, you know, what what options do we have? Mm-hmm. So they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing worse than, than, you know, getting somewhere and someone's ready to go and then you know, not being able to quite do it. So hate letting a job go or hate putting it off, but you always want to be upfront and realistic with people about that. By the time they get the measurements, we get it drafted, we have design, we have a little back and forth. It can be several weeks from when we first meet with someone, you know, even months before we have something figured out. It's not uncommon. And, you know, it's sometimes the first question people ask is, so when can you make it out? And it's like, well, if you sign today, (laughs) then we can get out then. But that's rarely the case. So, um, yeah, it's always good to stay ahead of it. Um, You know, believe it or not, we're even talking to people about spring projects already, um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of hard to believe. But it's a great time to get ahead of the curve and, um, you know, be first on on that schedule if you're not in a huge hurry to get it in fall and um so yeah something to think yeah, about the, the one year we had a project it was a large project we were probably a week or two from being completely wrapped up and i remember specifically it was thanksgiving and the guys packed up all their tools nice and you know cleaned up and made everything look nice and we said okay we'll, we'll see you on monday and you know the weather turned bad and that we had to go back and collect everything. And I think we spent a day or so, you know, getting everything ready for the winter, but we couldn't, we couldn't finish. And we, it was, it was okay. It was, it was, it was just sort of some odds and ends, um, you know, this little bed over here and this little thing. Um, so it wasn't bad at all for the client and they were okay. They were understanding, but we were just like, Oh, we were that close to being done. And the weather just turned and that was, that was it. They were plowing snow then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, uh, some of your clients probably are looking more at hardscapes, some more at plantings, and mm-hmm. some with a combination of both. So you mentioned uh, now is a good time to be talking about a spring project. So what would be a good spring project? Well, Adam knows firsthand about pools. He's working on a couple of pool projects. Yeah. Um, geez, pools. I mean, depending on what type of pool you're looking to get, uh, a lot of the reputable, um, you know, pool installation companies are, are even several years out at this point. Um, believe it or not, you know, something like a fiberglass pool, usually a quick turnaround time. They can get those in sometimes in a couple of days. Um, something like that is going to be a pretty good option. But when you're talking vinyl pools, concrete pools, um, I know for a fact several companies that are into to 2022, believe it or not, <laughs> um, with their schedule. And so, um, you know, spring, it's one of those things people are, you know, well, when can I be uh, swimming? We can get going in the spring because I'll be swimming in spring. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a longer process. So there's when do you want to start and when do you want to be swimming? And, you know, you can never plan too early for those things. What do you think brought on the high demand for pools? Because traditionally (laughs) it hasn't been that long. No, no, this I mean, I've been doing this a long time now and I've never, ever seen this. Um, type of of backlog for pools. I think just everybody wants to stay home, and um, and this this was coming on last year even. Really, um, you know, we saw this last summer really of you know more pool contractors being a year out um, to 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 start your pool. Yeah, um, and so we saw this last with a couple of projects in the summertime last year, and you know, just I think everybody. Mm-hmm. Are concerned about what's going on, and you know they want to try to be home more. Okay, and you know we, so we that's see, just kind of intensified the 
Yeah. The long yeah. Lead times. But not, it's not to mention state in the obvious that uh, a lot of pools are not open. Yeah. Um, we were talking right before we started yeah. and uh, I'm a big swimmer myself. Um, my indoor pool ha- has not opened, um, you know, s- since they shut down in, in March or, or whenever it was. It doesn't make sense to me because chlorine kills everything, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I need to tell the city that and yeah. get my spot open back yeah. up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And uh, the thing when you're talking about a bigger project, like a pool, there is a lot of planning involved. Um, you know, Generally, pools like to be level. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of planning and just different things when you talk about a pool project. Yeah. So pools are a big deal. And uh, if you're thinking of one, you're going to have to wait a long, long time. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break. After the break, let's uh, talk about some of the design ideas that people may be interested in for their project maybe coming up in the spring, early next year. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have all of you tuned in this morning on this August 2nd here in the middle of summer (laughs) right here in the Columbus, Ohio area. So today we're going to be talking landscaping. I've got Mark and Adam here with me from Greenscapes. So Mark and Adam, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. It's great to be here. Adam, pull that mic up closer to you there. We want all the listeners to be able to hear you good. Something like that? Yeah. All right. Good deal. (laughs) Okay. So, um, Let's see, last week I was talking to Steve Dempsey, our design, or our uh, sales director and design consultant extraordinaire. So we were talking about outdoor living. I, I listened to the did show. Did you listen to it? Did yes. we do okay, Mark? I did. I did. Yeah. You did just fine. Kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. I yeah. heard, I think, the second part of it where you guys were talking about structures. Yeah. Okay. And that's for very typical. A lot of people here. You know, you tune in and tune out because people are busy doing stuff. So that's why I always say at the beginning of a segment, now if you've just tuned in, <laughs> here's what we've been doing. Right. It's the recap. <clears throat> okay. But those of you who actually listen to the whole radio show, why well, you could deserve a special award. <laughs> so just email me at infodayfox.com. Tell me that you listen to the whole show, and I will see that you get some kind of Dave Fox something or other. Fair enough? I like it. And if a thousand of you call in, Jamie's going to kill me. Yeah. Jamie will not be happy. Uh, that's right. Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking, I guess, about the hot summer, right, mm-hmm. and dry summer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, some you know, some tips about what to do and, um, you know, adding on to your conversation last week with, with Steve and the part I heard about, you know, finding some shade outside. Yeah. It's a struggle. Yep. Okay, so um, again, it's uh, Mark and Adam with me from Greenscapes right here in the Columbus area. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, why don't you give a little plug for the company and let people know how to get hold of you and where you're at? Great. Thanks, Gary. We'll, we'll get through this quick. Um, Greenscapes has been in Columbus for almost uh, 50 years now, um, working outside, doing design, build, landscapes. Um, you know, we do projects of all sizes, um, you know, small projects, you know, we go out to clients homes and do, you know, little bit of planting and touch ups, making things just a little better for, you know, a a small investment to pretty large projects with a a big investment. Those big projects aren't, um, you know, too common, but there's a couple and, uh, you know, all things in between. And we really enjoy working outside. I've been with Greenscapes for almost... 20 years now, so it's been uh, obviously pretty good if people stick around that long. Yeah. We're trying to keep at them, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
Yeah, I don't know if you wanted a little info about me as well. Sure. Um, yeah, I, this is my third year with the company. I've worked for several companies in the area and um, also out in Seattle for a little bit. And I can second that, that Greenscapes has been a, been a great place to work with. Good good guys, good work that they do. And uh, it's nice to be with a company that has a, a good reputation that you don't have to worry about uh, the things they go in looking good and, and lasting. So good. that has and been you, nice. You can always see our projects on the Facebook page and uh, our website, greenscapes.net. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. So here we are a hot summertime and I like it because you guys are on off and we talk about whatever season we're mm-hmm. in at the time even if it's winter time, right? There's always things to talk about. Yeah. So now, okay, so my wife, she's always, let, she lets me know how many hours she spent watering that mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> she's always, she goes out first thing and waters and those four trees that I got from you guys, she's soaking those good, good. during all this heat. And uh, so she goes out, I think every other day, maybe, I don't know, some of the stuff she probably waters every day during this strong heat. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure a lot of people, well, I'm sure a lot of people know exactly how much watering their landscape takes, but right. other people maybe that have some new stuff in, or maybe they just had a bunch of landscaping in and you got all this severe heat, it could be an issue, right? It, it is. It's, it's something to keep an eye on. You know, this time of year when we have these really dry conditions, we try to prioritize projects a little bit and people, you know, we want to talk to that, talk to the client about that and say, you know, the plants will be fine. They'll struggle along and they'll be okay eventually, but you have to commit to watering. And if the client says, well, we, we can't do that because of our time schedule, or I just can't do that, then we'll work with them to, um, to reschedule the projects, Hmm. you know, to, to find a good time so they don't have to spend all of their time keeping their plants alive. Some people are like, yeah, that's fine. I'll take care of it. Other people are like, no, I I can't get out there every single day to keep an eye on things. And we don't want to someone to make an investment with us just to come by three weeks later and see, you know, all the plants that have died. (laughs) Um, So we'll we'll certainly work with them and, and focus you know, our attention to, to help them get around that. So we've been focusing more on hardscapes, walls, patios, um, those types of projects. I see. Um, but, you know, when you get back to watering, um, you know, if you look around nature, you know, all these trees and plants that are growing don't get any supplemental watering. So once your landscape is established, you know, here's a little bit tougher now because of our really lack of rain, but um, once the plants get established, they don't need that much water. It's mm-hmm. it's your newer landscape, anything less than about four years old. Four years? Mm-hmm. Is that how long it takes for them to get established? Yeah, to, well? get them, to get them really well established. And that varies plant by plant. You know, there's some things like dogwoods and hydrangeas that are thirstier plants than others and take a little bit longer. But you have other plants and evergreens that are a little tougher and they can they grow a little quicker and can take the punishment a little bit more. Yeah. And just to add on to that, you know, depending on when we're going to be doing a, a planting and, and what type of investment the client 
feels like making with watering. You know, we do sometimes lean towards more native plants um, that are used to having, you know, longer drought cycles. They're, you know, just like it sounds native to this area. So they're, they're used to the cycles of, of heat and cold and, and rain and snow that we go through. Um, and so, you know, something like a, a good hardy viburnum um, is going to be very difficult to kill. So sometimes <laughs> when we have clients that, you know, don't have irrigation, might be away from home a lot, maybe we'll lean more toward plants like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but now you're focusing more on hardscapes, right? Right, right. Just because of just because of the heat and the time it takes to water everything, and you know the, the weather during the day is one thing, but people don't know that the other side of the coin is at night. And when we have dry temperature or dry conditions, and it's hot at night, you know, it's 72, 75 at night. That is just as detrimental than having a 95 degree day Hmm. when it gets down in the 60s um, the plants have a chance to cool off and relax at night just like we do so they can sort of you know regenerate for the next day and get prepared for the next day's heat Um, you really see plants struggle when it's 95 during the day and 75 at night Hmm. that's the big factor so if we have hot dry conditions in August, that you usually in August we start to see cooler nights again, where it's down in the mid 60s, and that's really also extremely important in this whole process um, of how plants respond to the heat. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So and, plants uh, don't sleep well at night if it's hot, just like we don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no not many fans outside to keep your plants yeah. cool, but. Yeah. Um, but there's that aspect, and then there's just how much water you need. Um, and the rule of thumb for grass um, is to water about an inch a week. Um, and if you're watering your grass by hand, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, with moving sprinklers and running them enough, that's where an irrigation system really comes in handy, mm-hmm. as you can set it. Because a lot of people will water, they'll see their grasses dry and get the sprinkler out and just turn the sprinkler on for a while but you're not soaking the water into the ground. Um, the ground's too dry. It takes too long for it to soak in. So people who just, you know, if you just take your sprinkler out and run it for 20 minutes once a week, you know, that that's not, it might be enough to keep the grass, you know, kind of moving along and, and growing, but it's not, it's not giving the roots the really the deep watering it needs. Okay, very interesting. And the uh, evening temperature is interesting too. So I've got Mark and Adam from Greenscapes with me. So Mark and Adam, we're going to take a break. After the break, let's talk about uh, planning for fall because that's right around the corner. So we'll be right back. <music> 